This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. If you would please uh, turn to Joel, the second chapter. Joel chapter 2. Joel. Joel, Joel, Joel. Joel. Hallelujah. Ooh, my, 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 my. Are you there? All right, some of you are there. Praise God, praise God, praise God. All right, Joel chapter 2. See, I had my ribbon there, but I went and found it the old fashioned way. Otherwise, you get rusty. Amen. In Joel, the second chapter, we've been talking about harvest time. We've been talking about uh, this is this is the time of our harvest. And uh, uh, we want to we want to share these scriptures first. But uh, it, it's so important that we that we see this because uh, many of us are stagnant, not because we have to be. Because we're either we don't believe or we're waiting for God. And, and, and we're stagnant and we don't have to be stagnant and we should not be stagnant. All right. So in Joel, this, these are the these are the scriptures. This is the foundation scripture that we've been utilizing in our in our study and in what we're believing for. And I'm telling you, it's happening for me. It is happening big time. I'm telling you, it is happening big time. So, yeah, I mean, hey, and, and I want it to happen for you. Amen. So, in the 23rd verse of Joel 2, be glad then, ye children of Zion, or you children of the church, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain moderately, all the blessings that you've received up to now, they've been moderate. So now I don't care what you got, how good it was, that's just moderate. And he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And in the Jewish calendar, that was October. And I'm telling you, he just Open, opened up stuff and stuff began to happen big time and it has not stopped verse 24 and the, and the floors shall be full of wheat and the vat shall overflow with the wine and the oil now that was abundance 
in their day. Hallelujah. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. Hallelujah. You're not going to be disappointed. And you shall know that I am in the midst of the church and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Now, now wait a minute. He said upon the servants and upon the handmaids. You got to have some servants and some handmaids for him to pour some stuff out on. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And we talked about the name of Jesus last time. Remember that? For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not enough just to believe that. You have to act on that. You have to act on what you believe. Now, uh, there's so many things that are beginning, getting ready to be launched that uh, have never been done before. Uh, Minister Elizabeth talked about something, uh, you know, and, uh, Minister Marilyn and, and others talking about some things that have never been done before. But just because it's never been done before by us here, that does not mean it cannot be done. And it does not mean that we have to falter around to try to make it happen. If we believe what he says, that it is harvest time and he is pouring out this stuff on us, and that includes the supernatural. See, as I said to them on Friday in, at Household of Faith, God wants you to do the natural and he'll do the super. And you put the two together and you get the supernatural working for you. You got to do the natural and let him do the super. He wants to do the super, but he will not do the super until you start with the natural. You got to start with the natural, but you got to do something. You cannot just sit back and wait. You have to do something. That's why I love uh, Brother Blackwell's uh, testimony about going to get that car. When he went to get that BMW, he had to go get it. Ain't nobody driving no BMWs up into your living room. Amen. You got to go down to the place. You got to go there. You have to do something. You have to take a step. Now, when you take that natural step, God will put the, the super with it and get the thing going. I'm telling you. 
See, because most of the problem is fear. And as long as you're fearing, and see, fear is born out of lack. I said fear is born out of lack. Amen. I'm afraid to do this. I may not have enough money. I'm afraid to go there. They may reject me. So what? Amen. Go to another one. Amen. He ain't the only game in town. Amen. Hallelujah. He won't give you the deal you want. Find you another one. Don't let fear stop you. Keep stepping. Amen. And don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Like I said, like I said to them in Pennsylvania this morning, if I go to a place and I know I'm gonna buy a buy a bunch of something, I'm gonna buy ten pair of shoes, I want a deal. Give me a deal. He look at you funny. We don't do that here. I ain't gonna take it personal. You don't do it, somebody else will. Bye. Go somewhere else. Take, I want ten pair of them. And I want a deal. What? We don't give no deals. Thank you. Bye. Go to another place. I want 10 pair of them and I want a deal. Well, let me talk to the manager. I got him. I got him. <laughs> I said, I got him. See, you, can, you cannot let fear or embarrassment stop you from going forward. Because the favor of God is going to work somewhere. I said, the favor of God's going to work somewhere. It may not work on this one, but it'll work on that one. If it don't work on you, you ain't the one. I'll just keep stepping until I find the one. Because there's one out there somewhere. Glory to God. Amen. So, so uh, this thing that God said, nothing just happens. See all that stuff we read in Joel? God said it. What? Look, it was in the Bible before you ever saw it. And it's happening for some people, but it's not happening for others. How come? Because the ones that it's happening for did something about it. They stepped up. They said, you said that? I'm going to step out on it. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to step out on what you said. I'm expecting. I'm expecting my years to be restored. Some of y'all looking old before your time. Amen. He restores. He said he's going to give you back the years that the locusts and the cat. Hey, that, might, that could be my looks. Amen. If I got to give me a little bit of makeup or something, get some. Amen. Some of that makeup is anointed. Amen. Amen. And some of us need the anointing. I did it as nice as I could. I did it as nice as I could, brother B. I did it as nice as I could. So nice as I could. Okay. <laughs> Some of us need that anointing. Amen. But you got to see, you got, you got to do something. He said, I'm going to restore the years. I'm going to restore the years. I'm going to restore the years. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I wouldn't want to be 18 anymore. Now, see, 18 year olds, they can't believe that. You wouldn't want to be, mm -mm, ain't no way I want to go through all that mess I went through. No, 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 I ain't giving this up. No, no, thank you. I would not want to be 18 again. I don't like Volkswagen Brooks. 
And that's what I was doing when I was 18. I don't like studio apartments. That's what I had. I don't want to do that again. Okay? No, let me be where I am, but just restore. Just restore, see? Just restore. Praise God. But, see, he said he would restore, but it don't just happen automatically. Just because he said it. You have to do something. You have to take a step. You have to do what you have to do. Get on the treadmill if you got to get on the treadmill. Amen. Hallelujah. Walk around the block if you ain't got a treadmill. Amen. Go get you some makeup. If you got to get you one of them things that got them snaps that go way over here, when you come way over there, get you some snaps, get some help, pull it in. Do what you Get you some help. <laughs> Amen. He wants to restore. See, they don't know it ain't restored. You look like you restored. You come stepping out. They don't know you can't even breathe. <laughs> you do you doing them breath. <laughs> but you got to you got to do something, you know? Amen. And I ain't just talking to the ladies, some of them the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> walk like it's something happening, you know? Hey, man, you put you one on, too. They don't know. They can't see under your suit. You put you on some of them cinch-up stuff, too. Hey, man, let me get back over here. I said I'm going to be fast today, all right? So watch this now. <laughs> you laughing at me? <laughs> okay. Watch this. So things don't just happen. The Word says that we are workers together with God. All right. Now, in Joshua one, in Joshua the first chapter, we know it. We all know it well. Over there by, uh, over there by Deuteronomy. Joshua chapter one. Now, now let's 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 start down here at the fifth fifth verse. I I just want to give you a quickie shot in the arm to get you together. See, because I want you to believe for us who are going on the cruise, because this is going to be ministry at sea, and we're going to be encountering people that need Jesus. They need Jesus. But the, th the key is they don't know they need Jesus. But when we pray, we'll move the enemy out of the way who's blinding their minds so that we can get the word to them, and then they'll realize they need Jesus, and they'll accept him. Hallelujah. So I got to get you on a one accord with me. Now watch this. In Joshua 1, verse 5, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. What, what did he say? That you may observe to do. Observe to do. You got to do what you read. You can't just read it and think it's going to happen. You got to observe to do what is written. Did, did, did you hear me? You have to observe to do. You see what's said, now you got to get up and do it. Amen. You got to do like Brother Blackwell. You got to go to the BMW uh, uh, dealer. Go down there. Amen. I want to see what you got here. Show me the biggest one you got. He don't know what's in your pocket. Amen. Especially if you put your clothes on. Dress for where you're going 
not for where you are. Put your clothes on before you go down there. Amen. Pull out your Sunday go to meeting clothes. Amen. Put them on and then go down there. Say, I want to see the biggest thing you got. Price is no object. Because the Lord is my shepherd. You don't tell him that. <laughs> you, just got, you just believe that. See, you just believe that. And you go step in. And when you walk in behind him, you are my shepherd. And I shall not want. I know this man going to say something wild and crazy. But you are my shepherd. You supply all my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, they told me you can't afford a BMW. See, it's not you. It's on him. Oh, my. All right. Watch this now. Okay. <laughs> Only be thou strong and very courageous, verse 7 again, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Wherever you go, you ought to prosper. Even if you're in the middle of a desert with no water, you ought to prosper. Even if you're in the middle of the ocean in a dinghy, you ought to prosper right there. That you, oh my God, whether you turn to the right or to the left, you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou, thou, you, shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. You're going to make your way prosperous. God's not going to make your way prosperous. You're going to make your way prosperous. You have to step out. You have to take the next step. You have to go to the next level. He just makes it available. He tells you, here it is. Now, what are you going to do about it? You got to step out. Hallelujah. You have to step out. You have to step out. You have to step up. Are you hearing me? And it's not who you live with. It's not who your parents are. It's not where you work. That has no bearing on it. Don't let your circumstance determine where you're going. Amen. See, your circumstance is where you are, but that ain't where I'm going. I may be there now, but I ain't staying there. I may be in this situation right now, but next year is coming. Watch me. Watch me be somewhere else next year. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to make my own way prosperous. But see, I can't make my, myself prosperous apart from the word. I have to find it in the word. We found it in Joel. We found it in Joel. That's how I'm going to do it. That's how I'm going to do it. <laughs> so now watch this. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Turn to Galatians chapter, uh, Galatians uh, 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 3. Galatians chapter 3. I'm trying to hurry. My time is going already. All right. Turn to 4. Turn to 4. Galatians 4. I want to read something else. Galatians chapter 4. There's only one page. If you can't find that, you didn't find, you didn't find three either. Okay, Galatians. <laughs> Galatians chapter 4. Amen. All right, catch this now. Don't, don't miss this. Galatians chapter 4, verse 9. 
Listen to this. But now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? He said, what, what are you doing? Why are you going back to that old stuff? Why are you going back to what you was doing before you found out the truth? What are you going back there for? Why are you returning to that stuff? <laughs> Watch this now. And turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage. That's bondage. You observe days and months and times and years. I'm afraid of you. Lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. Let me tell you something. This is not, has not been in vain. I've been preaching this stuff for 20 years. And I'm tired of people not getting it. Y'all going to get it. And y'all going to prosper. And y'all going to go to another level. I'm talking on your level. That's what I'm saying, y'all. And y'all going to do everything that this word said you're going to do. Amen. Because I, I've determined that this is, this is it. I'm not going to waste my time. And I'm not going to waste my time trying to drag somebody to go somewhere where they claim they want to go, but they won't do what it takes to get there. Amen. I ain't going to waste my time. I'm going to go with the goers. Amen. And we're going to some levels. As a matter of fact, we should have been there a long time ago, and we're going to skip a couple of levels. I said we're going to skip a couple of levels and where we're going. I said we're going to skip a couple of levels in where we're going. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't want you just saying praise the Lord because sister so-and-so got something. I want you to say praise the Lord because sister so-and-so got something, man. I got it too. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. See, it's time for that. It's time. This is the fullness of time for us. We paid our dues. Come on back over here. All right, watch this now. Now, now, in Galatians, now you can back up to three. Now you can back up to the third chapter, the first verse. Oh, foolish Galatians. Oh, foolish missionaries. That's faith mission, missionaries. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you? This only what I learn of you. Received you the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? Have you suffered so many things in vain? Listen to me. Everybody in here has suffered something. Everybody in here has suffered loss one way or the other. Everybody in here has not had everything come to them easy. You already suffered. Now it's time to receive while you're running back to the mess. 
going to go back to the mess for? Go back to struggling and trying and hoping and, and carrying on. No, no, you've already paid your dues. You've already su suffered. Now it's time to step up. Step up. Ooh. Turn over to Hebrews real quick. I think it's around the third chapter, somewhere around there. If it's not right there, we'll find it. Hebrews. I just want to show you this real quick. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Let's see where that is now. Let's find it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Okay, let's let's look at let's look at the. Uh, I don't want no, I don't want that. I don't want that. Look at five. Look at four. Four. It's not five. It's four. 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 Look at four. Right below what I've been preaching. I was preaching twelve. Look at thirteen. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open un unto the eyes of him which, with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. That's confession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace or favor to help in time of need. He already suffered. He already suffered for us. We, he did his suffering. We did ours. Because we wanted to relate to him. Now let him be our high priest. Let him be our high priest. Let him, let him who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Let him. Deal with that for us. And let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Time to move on. It's time to move up. You know, sometimes you got to do. Some wild stuff. Amen. You know when it's time, when the Spirit of God spoke to me, see, like, like this here, like this here, when the Spirit of God took, spoke to me about some of that, sometimes before you could do it, you have to take and give away your old ones. Now you got to buy something. You got to get radical with it, see? You got to get, otherwise, that old one, well, it's still good. It's still fit. But that's not what he told you. Are you looking at me in that tone? <laughs> see, sometimes you just got to move it out. Move it out. I said, move it out. So I'm believing God for that, for that vehicle. 
put the one you riding up for sale. And unless you like Q shoe or Q thirty two, whatever that bus is, you gonna get you another ride. That's what you gonna do. See, if he already told you to get it, I'm telling you, sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes you gotta take that step. Say that again. <laughs> if he told you. She said some of them didn't hear that. Say that again. If he told you. If he ain't told you, you about to be walking. And he said, I'll walk with you. No, no, but if he told you. If he told you. Sometimes that's what it's going to take. You got you to just, because otherwise, you'll try to go get it washed. I, I can have that, you know, I, I, can put a, I can put a salmonized job on this one. This one look good. It only got 150,000 miles. Come on, Lord, there's still some use in this. No, no, no. You're just afraid to step out. So if he told you to step out, <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You know what? I don't even know where my polyester suits are. I don't even remember what I gave did with them. I don't even think I gave them to nobody. I didn't give them things to nobody, did I? I wouldn't wish that on nobody. I think I threw them away. You know them two four hundred dollars? Two four hundred bucks? You walk like this. You don't want to go like that because it might go loose. <laughs> but that was cool. That's all you can do. Do what you can do when you can do it. But when he speaks to you, it's time to move. I said it's time to move when he speaks to you. Amen. Amen. All right. Praise God. So now. So now. So now. I want to say this to you. Turn to, uh, turn to Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Exodus chapter 14. This is not fair. They don't even stop the clock as I'm turning. I think they'd stop the clock while I turn the pages. <laughs> Can't get no help, okay? Exodus, Exodus chapter uh, 14. Okay. They got that fast-moving clock, so I can't read it. I just got to tell you. Uh, Moses began to complain about, uh, you know, getting to the Red Sea. Pharaoh is coming hard behind them. Pharaoh's about to kill them. You know, he wants to come and, and take them back and kill anybody who doesn't want to come back. And, uh, and, and they're at the Red Sea, and, you know, the, the, the Egyptians are behind them, and there's mountains on the left and mountains on the right. And the, and the Red Sea in front of them. You know, it's an impasse. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? Any of you ever been at an impasse? Any of you ever been at a spot where you don't know what to do? Your mind just shut down. It's like, a, what am I going to do now? I mean, I'm, I've lost it. Isn't that something? And you made it through. You're here today. Somehow, some way, God brought you through it. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? And that's amazing. So anyway, he's, he's at the Red Sea. And uh, the mountains on either side, the Egyptians behind him, and uh, he 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 asked, he prays to God, God, 
You got to help us, God. And, and, and God's answer was, what you got in your hand? What you got in your hand? I said, all I got in my stick. You do the natural, I'll do the super. He said, stretch that stick out over the water. That's all he had was his staff, his stick. Stretch it out over the water. And you know the story, the waters parted. And, uh, and the Israelites went across and the, and the word says and the Egyptians are saying to do the same were drowned in the depth of the sea. Hallelujah. All right. Now turn. Now turn to 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. I mean, I read it, but at least you can get some, some exercise. You can turn there. Amen. See, then after a while, they're going to say, oh, he ain't going to really win. First Kings 17. You want a verse? Okay, all right, fine. Verse 5. How about 15? You want 21? <laughs> okay. First Kings 17. All right, you can use verse 5. That's all right. So you, you you know the story here. The the, the uh, prophet went down to the brook Cherith, and he was and and God sustained them. They had ravens to bring him bread and flesh in the morning, and you know, and he drank of the brook of the the water of the brook, and it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there was no rain in the land. After all, he's the one who caused it. He said, "No more rain. That's it, till I say so." So then God sent him to Zarephath, to a widow woman. Okay, he said, I've commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow is verse 10. Woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel. What she have? A handful of meal in a barrel. A handful of meal in a barrel. And a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not! Go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. You got to sow. You got to sow a seed to meet your need. Hallelujah. And bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. And after make for thee and for thy son. She already told him, all I can do is make this one for me and my son. He said, go make it, bring it to me, and then go make for you and your son. He's speaking faith here. But the point is, this is all she had. This is all she had. Remember, we're talking about Joel 2. All these things that God said. But I said to you, you have to do something. And you say, but I can't do anything. I don't have anything. Yes, you do. What do you got in your hand? All she had was a cruise. So a little bit of meal and some oil. All Moses had was a stick. And God worked the supernatural with the stick and with the, the little bit of meal and the oil. What you got? What do you have? You got something right there in your house. It might be in your pocketbook. 
While you sitting there waiting on God, God's waiting on you. So what do you have? What do you have? Okay. All right, let's turn to another one. Let's turn to the, uh, hallelujah, 2 Kings 4. 2 Kings 4. Thank you, Lord God. 2 Kings chapter 4. First one. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to the bondmen. In other words, he maxed out all his credit cards. He owed everybody. And then he died. Maybe that's what killed him. And Elijah said unto him, <laughs> what, shall, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? What did he say to her? What do you have? He didn't ask her, okay, what, what, let's get all your bills together. Let's see how much you owe. He said, what do you have in the house? Don't tell me about what you don't have. Tell me what you do have. We're going to work with what you do have. We're going to put your natural, what you have, with God's super, and we're going to work the supernatural. And we're going to get this thing working for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I got an appointment I ain't going to tell you about. I have an appointment I didn't even make yet. I'm just going there. I'm go she said, go ahead, because my stuff come after yours. I want you to go ahead, go ahead and get your stuff. Go ahead and get your stuff, because I'm in line, okay? But I got an appointment. I, I didn't even make the appointment yet, but I'm going. <laughs> and I'm going. I'll be sharp. I'll be sharp. I may not have nothing in my pocket. Or I may walk around and go. Make some noise, you know. <laughs> they could think you got something. Anyway, I'm going. I'm going to go shop. Amen? Because what do you have? What do you have? God said, I will, I will use whatever you have if you just let me be a part of this thing. Bring me in on it. Don't base your what you want on lack. That's what most people do. They base what they don't have. On what they can't get. Oh man. Woo. So <laughs> where was I? Okay, verse two. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. All I got is a pot of oil. And it's old. I done used it once. I fried chicken with it last night. I saved the oil. That's all I got left. I, you think I'm funny? I'm not being funny. I'm trying to, trying to make a point. And the point is this. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what state it's in. It may be old. It may be used. But it's what you have. It's what you have. See, you got to use what? You have. Say, Lord, this is what I have. He said, that's all I need. That's all I need. But you got to present something. Do you get that? You have to present something. Oh, 
All right. <laughs> so all I got is a pot of oil. Then he said, go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Now watch this. Go borrow empty pots and pans. Because pe people are more likely to lend you something empty. See, you you go you go ask them for oh yeah yeah y'all got any you know you got any food left from that now shoot we gonna we gonna use that for leftovers no uh uh but ask for an empty pan see <laughs> oh, glory to God hallelujah okay so God can use anything even an empty pan borrow not a few in other words get a bunch of them. Get borrow as many as you can. As many as you can. God said borrow as many as you can through the prophet. He said borrow as many as you can. Or what would that tell me? I'm going to get all I can. I don't ever want to stop and say, well, this is enough. I got five. Will this do? Okay. That's all you want. You get that? You get that? You get that? Don't limit God. The prophet said, go borrow as many as you can. I'd have hired all the little kids in the neighborhood. You all go get some pots and pans. The prophet would have been going like that, trying to get through the pan, see? Because I know the process. That's the process, see? So when he tells you go borrow some pans, he going he ready to put something in them. Ha, ha, ha. Hallelujah. <laughs> go borrow. And, and what, notice the end of that verse. Even empty vessels. Borrow not a few, but get as many as you can. And when thou come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So he went from him, so she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured out and it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, there is not a vessel more, no more left. And the oil stayed. Watch that. And the oil stopped when they ran out of vessels. If he had more vessels, there would have been more oil. Hallelujah. You do the natural, I'll do the supernatural. All right? Matthew 17. Matthew 17. What verse she going to? I don't know. Matthew 17. Matthew chapter 17. And for some of us in here, verse 24. <laughs> Bless her heart. Okay. Matthew 17, 24. <laughs> and when they came to Capernaum, they that received tribute money or taxes came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? Don't you pay taxes? He saith yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute or taxes? Of their own children? Or of strangers? Peter said unto him, Of strangers. Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free? In other words, he shouldn't have had to pay taxes. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, 
go thou to the sea and cast an hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and for thee. Go pay your taxes and my taxes. What did he have? What did he have? A hook. So he had. He asked Jesus for tax money. Jesus told him, go fishing. What God says to you will not make sense. It will not make sense. That's why most of us don't do what God says. Because it doesn't make sense. God never tried to make sense to you. His thoughts above your thoughts and his ways above your ways and his ways are past finding out. Ain't no need you even trying. Just do what he said do. Just do what he did. Just I'm telling you, just do what he said do. All of this is because I went back to a little storefront church where they was fighting and trying to pull the pastor out of the pulpit by his tie. Now that did not make sense. <laughs> she wasn't even there then. That did not make sense. Lord, what you say? I said, Lord, I ain't never going back there. There people fighting in the pulpit, trying to kill the pastor, trying to pull him out the pulpit by his tie. And I'm, I'm talking literal. They had him by the tie. Was trying to pull him out the pulpit. The pulpit had a had a had a a, a rail, and he was standing behind the rear rail. And they had him by the tie, and he was they was pulling him over the rail. Yes, they was. They sure was. And I said, I ain't never going back there. And the Lord said, Go back. That didn't make sense. That didn't make sense. What he tells you won't make sense. <laughs> Hallelujah. I ask you for tax money. You tell me to go fishing. Does that make sense? All right. So what he says to you ain't going to make sense. As a matter of fact, he probably already said it to you. And you ignored it because it didn't make sense. Okay, okay, <laughs> right. <clears throat> John chapter 6, I'm going to stop there, I'm going to stop there, I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop. John chapter 6, hallelujah. John the 6th chapter, if I get this one in, this will, this will, this will work for the other ones. Because I got to make a statement. All right. John chapter 6, verse 5. You can write down 5 through 12. 6, 5. John chapter 6, verse 5. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company coming to him, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And said he, and this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. He knew what he would do. He knows what he's going to do before he tells you to do that thing that didn't make sense. 
Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient or not enough for them for that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Five loaves and two fish. Little boy's lunch. Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Five loaves and two fish. What they sitting down for? And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples of them that were, that were set down. And likewise of the fishes, as many as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. He said, they're going to be leftovers. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Hallelujah. All right, let me say this fast. New levels, greater blessings comes with greater suffering. New levels, greater blessings come with new suffering. Jesus, the scripture says that he did not pay attention to the things that he suffered in the earth because he was looking at the glory that was ahead of him. He knew that he was going to receive a crown. The glory that was coming was much greater than the suffering that he endured. I said, we've paid our dues. We've done our suffering. It's time for us to receive. It's time for us to receive. Now, the Lord spoke to me. I told you the story many times about when I was ready to give up, throw in the towel. Or in my case, I threw in the Bible. That's right, across the room, up against the wall, several times, threw the Bible down, can't stand it. I don't want to hear nothing about no Jesus no more. I've had enough. That's it. I'm checking out. I'm going back to my TV guide. Because I was a walking TV guide, you know. I knew everything that was coming on. What time it came on. And who played? Amen. So I was walking TV guide. That's what I did. I watched TV. All the time. 24-7. If I wasn't working, I was watching TV. I'd come on, turn the TV on. And stayed on. I wore out many televisions. <laughs> Amen. So anyway, I was, I was ready to go back, throw in the towel. And I, I just had it. I just had enough. I said, I'm studying all the time. I'm reading all the time. I'm praying all the time. I'm looking at these guys on TV, Copeland and, and, and Price, and listening to Hagen on the radio and all this kind of stuff. And I said, I, I've, I've had it now. I, I mean, this after been, must have been about six, seven, eight months I was doing this. Okay? And I said, I've had it. I'm not doing this no more. I threw that Bible across the room. I turned on the TV. I'm going to watch me something. I want me some murder and mayhem. <laughs> That's right. Kill somebody. <laughs> okay. So, so I, 
turned on the TV and I watched TV all that evening. Boy, it was good. Glory to God. Amen. I ain't have to read no Bible. I ain't have to pray. I refuse to pray. So I'm going to sleep. That's it. Got up the next day, turned TV on, and there's Richard Roberts. I'm going to see this. Click, click, click. I turned. That was for remote. You know what Don't look at me like that. You you remember when you had to get up and turn the channel? You he looking at me like what? It wasn't no remote. <laughs> you got up and turned the channel just like everybody else. Look at me funny. Oh y'all is okay. Anyway, so anyway, so I I turned that channel. You know I start trying to look at something else, and something made me turn it back. I turned back to it. And Richard had just come to Madison Square Garden in the, you know, in the little, the little place there, the little theater, and he's doing a service that folk was getting healed and, you know, folk getting saved and carrying on. I sat there booing. And I remember I threw my Bible away. And I'm just sitting there, just the boohooing and carrying on. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. And he said, the degree of suffering that you're willing to endure is directly proportionate to the degree of success in ministry. I remember those words just like he said it to me this morning. And that was, my goodness, must have been 18, 17, 18 years ago. He spoke that to me. And I got a revelation. Because he ended it by saying, look at Jesus. All that he suffered. Look at his ministry today. 2,000 years later, folk are still getting saved. Folk are still getting healed. Folk are still getting delivered because he was willing to endure. Oh, my God. Have to endure that suffering because it's directly proportionate to the degree of success. And now I'm starting to wade into the success. The success is, the success is absolutely incredible. And you know what, I, I told you before, the, the word says that uh, he blesses us to be a blessing. And, and, and we've been blessing people. And I'm telling you, God's been blessing us so much. It comes back faster than I can bless them. I'm blessing people and, and the stuff is just flowing back. And it's, it's coming on every wave. You know, it's coming from the left, the right, and the up and the down and the north, the south, the west and the east. And, and it just keeps coming. And I'm just, I'm just so amazed at the thing. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm in awe. But see, I've already suffered. Already, I've already done, done my part. I've already done. There's more suffering ahead. But I know, see, I know how to handle the suffering now. So the suffering that's coming ain't no big deal. Ain't no, it's not suffering sickness or disease. It's not, it's not suffering a broken leg where you're in pain. That's not what he's talking about. That's not what he's talking about. No. But the suffering, most of it is going to be persecution. Most of it is going to be persecution from the church. Because we're going to be, listen, 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 listen. You know how... You remember, remember years ago, people used to talk about, oh, he's stinking rich. Remember that? I intend to stink. Amen. 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 I intend to stink. And I want all y'all smelly ones to come along with me. Come on, stink with me. Stinking rich. Okay. 
because we cannot get this gospel out with the calling that God has on us by being poor, poor mouth, talking about poor, talking about poverty. There's something that we can do and we have to do that thing because see, all he asks you is, what do you have? That's why I'm going to close. What do you have? He ain't asking you what you don't have. So what do you have? All you got to do is present what you have. Present what you have. Do the natural. Let him do the super. Amen? Let him do the super. I said let him do the super. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.